Welcome to the Leadership School Podcast. I'm your host, leadership and self-care coach, Kyla Kofer. Here at the Leadership School, you'll hear leaders from around the world sharing their stories and expertise on how to lead with balance and integrity. Our goal? Teach you how to be an extraordinary leader. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Wow, we are, I guess it depends on when you're listening to this, but when it's released and recorded, we are here at the end of 2022. I cannot believe here we are at the end of a year. For me personally and for the leadership school, this has been a truly incredible year. I might even say groundbreaking. My goal was to produce 30 episodes of the podcast this year. And this, my friends, is episode 31. I'm really, really proud of achieving that goal. But not 31 of all time. It's just 31 this year, which means I've had over 50 episodes. Hopefully you heard our celebration podcast with Dalip and Laura when we celebrated 50 episodes of Leadership School. I really believe that milestones should be celebrated and I'm just going to keep on because I am very proud of this accomplishment. It's something that I just really never expected to see. And I am just truly, truly grateful for all of you who've listened and who have subscribed and who've shared the podcast. Um, please, if you haven't done those things now, take a minute, pause, subscribe, tell a couple people about it. Because I can say for me personally, in especially this year, I mean, the last two years of, of hosting Leadership School, I have grown exponentially in my leadership from having these conversations. And I know that if you are looking to really enhance your leadership by listening to this podcast, that will really do that for you as well. I've heard that from so many people, how grateful they are for the skills and just the conversations that we're having here. And it's really fun to be a part of and really fun to see. So just thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much to me. You know, here we are at the last episode of 2022. Before I get into this incredible bonus episode and telling you all about what's about to happen in this episode, I just want to say that we're going to be taking a little bit of a break for the next couple of weeks because I believe in rest. So we're taking a couple weeks off and then we'll come back in 2023 with a really cool series. We're going to be doing a college tour. So I'm going to be meeting with faculty, staff, from colleges all around the United States and talking to them about their leadership programs, degrees, their courses, and just how they value leadership on their college campuses. And give whoever is listening, if you are thinking about enrolling in a leadership course, just giving you kind of a tour of the different types of programs that are available around the country that you might be interested in. And if you're not interested in college leadership programs, then these episodes are just going to be really great to give you an idea of what's happening on college campuses and what is being taught and the most relevant things happening in the world realm education of leadership today. Really excited about these episodes coming up. So be sure to, like I said, subscribe, share with your friends and um, be really excited about the years coming up. Take a really nice break over the next few weeks. Give yourself a chance to really rest and dive into the new year with a lot of hope and a lot of excitement and some goals laid out for you because I'm all about goals. It's how we accomplish things and meet things is because we have goals that we want to see happen. Anyway, okay, let's get into what is happening here in this episode. This is a bonus episode. I'm calling it a bonus episode because it's very different from the episodes that you've heard so far. I had the privilege in November 
to attend the National Conference on Student Leadership in Orlando, Florida. I was presenting two of my talks, Sustainable Habits for Leaders, focusing on burnout prevention and healing, and then the other talk on failure as a tool to success, using failures to celebrate failures and use them to propel us into success instead of moping about them, feeling bad about them, or being afraid of failing. They were very well received. It was an incredible experience. I learned so much. I really enjoyed being there with the students. And I got to thinking, hey, here we are talking to students, but maybe we just need to hear from the students. I think we need more time of really hearing from students what their dreams are, their struggles are, what their hopes are for leadership, who they admire. So I, over the course of two days at this conference, uh, I interviewed a dozen student leaders and I asked them all a series of questions. And that's what you're going to hear in this episode. Students from around the country, college students who are pursuing leadership, who are growing their leadership. So what we're going to do is you're going to hear the names of the students and their schools. And in between that, I will be asking questions and then we'll hear all the responses for that particular question. It really was so fun to hear from all of these students their, their passion for leading well and for serving their communities. I am so inspired by this generation of students, and I believe that you will be too. My name is Adriana Teal, and I'm from Rose State College in Oklahoma. I'm Melissa Davis. I am from Bria College in Bria, Kentucky. My name is Mario Head, Mario Dion Head Jr., and I go to Atlanta Metropolitan State College. Hello, my name is Giovanna Corley, and I go to College of Southern Nevada. My name is Thomas Zukowski. I'm from Penn State Altoona. I'm a senior and I'm from the Sheets Fellows Program. It's a leadership program with an entrepreneurial focus. What is your dream as a leader? I don't have anything like super specific, but I'd really like to be able to, so I'm studying engineering, but I'd like to design or build something that will make a huge difference. Um, And I'm not really sure what that is yet, but I'll find it out eventually, I think so. So I am going to school. I'm a pre-vet student, and I am actually a vice president of the pre-vet club. I actually helped start it with one of my friends at my school. And my dream is to be able to go to vet school and get to lead other people because it's so hard to find vets who can connect with undergraduates, and it's so hard to get through that time because it's tough to find a role model that you can talk to. And I'd love to be that for someone. I'd, I'd like to be a vet at a, a at a zoo to work with exotic animals. And I just, I want people to look up to me. Just to make sure that everybody knows what's happening and making sure that everyone can have good communication skills and that I can help them do that. To make sure everybody around my campus to call each other kings and queens. <laughs> We're so awesome. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. I'm curious. What does leadership mean to you? What does it look like to you? So to me, it's be able to grow and learn and become leaders themselves. And I think it's especially important to be able to um, step back and let other people shine. I feel like that's a very important leadership quality. To listen to myself and to the other students and to understand how to be there for myself. What it means to be a leader to me is setting an example for the future generation. Like I know like many leaders just mainly focus on the ones that are already on their level or already 
adults. But to me, I find it more important to be a leader to the children because they are the future. First thing to be a leader is lead by example. And also a leader should always not be afraid to fail or, you know, be ridiculed by anything that they say because people make mistakes. So that's one thing of being a leader. I think it's hard for me to define it as a word, but when I think of great leaders, I think of somebody that leads by example. You know what I mean? They step up and rather than telling people what to do, they actually do the action. I think it's somebody that inspires people. So not exactly like an influencer in like the traditional sense where they influence people on social media, but an influencer where you can look to them and you can be like, that's the kind of person I want to follow. A leader considers everybody on the team like a one big happy familia. I would say a leader is somebody who is able to like identify an issue and not only suggest a solution, but like come up with a plan of how to get to that solution and like help with it, not just like dictate, you know, to be like, okay, we're going to do this instead of you do that. My name is Jocelyn Harper. I'm representing Malcolm X College. I'm McKenna Mosley and I go to Eastern Florida State College. I'm Sam Fiore. I'm from Penn State Altoona in Altoona, Pennsylvania. My name is Solomon Jones. I'm from Atlanta Metropolitan State College. Well, what's one thing that you've learned and taken away from this conference so far? So one thing I would say would be a big thing that's believing the praise that people's given you um, and how to respond to it is just thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I worked really hard at it. And because I know sometimes that's kind of hard for me to <laughs> remember, like people are like, oh, you did such a great job. And I'm like, thanks. But <laughs> But that's that's really helpful. My second workshop that I went to yesterday, just like the, the people were crying in there and like it, it was like not giving up and just believing in yourself and telling you to be the person that you want to be. And that was my favorite one so far. <laughs> Overcome my uh, negative and just keep moving forward with baby steps. Um, one of my big takeaways was that there's always something that you can do, whether it's with a lot of people or just a small group that can really change your life. Being in tune with yourself. If you're going to be an effective leader of others, then you have to be, have a good emotional intelligence and know a lot about yourself and be able to connect with yourself and, and understanding, you know, who you are and how you deal with others. I think that that's a key um, sort of element. So, um, net, like uh, not being scared to network with people. Um, I would say some of the big takeaways from this event was that, the amazing workshops because again this is my first time in NCSL and it's a huge conference of students and people from all around gathering in one place and you get to know a lot a lot one of the takeaways I would say is that to no matter who you are no matter the color of your skin or whatever predicament you're in you just pick yourself up and you just keep going you don't give up because even if there's a wall or obstacle in the way, there's always a way for you to overcome that, to not go side to side of it, but break through of it. So that's kind of one of the takeaways I have. Uh, my biggest takeaway so far is to not be afraid to like speak your mind. I think so both of the seminars I went to were very different in terms of topics, but both of them were saying how you should announce things and like just say it with your chest be like like don't hesitate honestly i love how diverse diverse it is well it's not something i expect because this is my first time at one of these student leadership conferences so it's actually 
a new experience for me. And seeing how diverse it is, it's amazing. What would you say is one of your biggest struggles as a leader? Delegating. I do not know how to delegate at all. I am learning every day. (laughs) You want to do it all yourself? I do because I feel like when I do ask for help, the people that I ask for help, they don't help me out. And so I don't want to fail because I learned you're the president. You, everything comes down on you. And so now I had two burnouts, like I was telling you earlier, and I don't want to have no more burnouts. I have so many ideas. And so I talked to my VP. She told me I have good ideas, but slow down and sit down with everybody and actually give them the details that we need for the requirements. Go back over the details and make sure they comprehend me. And then set a de- a, de- uh, a deadline. Biggest struggle as a leader um, for me growing up. I mean, I'm I've had limited leadership experience, but I've had the opportunity, whether it be in in you know my limited work experience or throughout high school and college. Um, I guess it's it's doing what you say. So it's easy to say something, right? And you know, I could have all the right words to say to motivate a group, but if you're not going to follow that up and actually you know, practice what you preach, I think then, you know, the wheels kind of fall off and people, people see through that. So for me, it was, it was recognizing that, you know, not, not just saying what I, you know, think and believe, but actually putting it into practice and doing it. And so having recognized that about myself or maybe understanding that I have a a tendency not to, I can take an effort and make an effort to, uh, to do the opposite and actually, you know, follow through and do what I say. So it's been effective. I would say one of my biggest struggles as a leader is reaching reaching out to as many people as I can. I feel like sometimes I can't or I don't make sure that I push myself enough to really get to the target audience that I'm trying to get to. And I feel like I do not do a great job at keeping them around, like keeping them engaged with my leadership. Which is, I guess, something that you learn as you get older and you learn how to, um, I guess, navigate that. But I'm pretty good at working with people. I just feel like I don't keep them engaged. And there's like something, you know, yeah, to keep them following. I think I struggle with humility. Not that I'm like a very prideful guy, but just that sometimes I guess I struggle putting myself in other people's shoes. Like I think of a per- uh, like a certain perspective. It's hard for me to shift my perspective. You know what I mean? So I think I'm trying to learn how to overcome that, how to be more aware of what other people want out of an organization. My biggest struggles as a leader is I get very nervous and shy when I'm talking to people that I don't know. Well, you're not having any problem right now. You're doing great. (laughs) Thank you. you. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I tend to stutter or I just can't keep contact, like eye contact a lot. So then I feel like the person I'm talking to won't take me seriously because I can't hold a, com- a conversation comfortably. I think for me, it's um, communication, whereas like when I like people or when I vibe with them, I kind of put too much of my personality. I feel like you know, I curse a little as a person, but in a professional setting, that's not the best thing to be doing. And then sometimes when I'm having issues with like, I guess I am a leader, but then I'm also like a work study. So while I'm a leader, I'm kind of like low on the totem pole. So when I have issues with people or with like students, I don't want to be like overstepping. And then sometimes I just kind of like ignore issues where they're, but the people that I'm having issues with are also creating issues with everyone else around them. My name is Peter St. Pierre Jr. And I'm from Atlanta Metropolitan State College. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Richardson. I am from Capital Community College. My name is Allison Strain, and the school I go to is College of Southern Nevada. Hi, I'm Physish Beer, and I go to Middlesex College in New Jersey. Who is a leader that you admire, and why? Since I was really little, I looked up to, like, Steve Irwin. He was always so inspirational, like, He's just always so confident, and he has literally my dream job, like, teaching people about animals, and I just thought that would be so fun. I've watched him, like, my whole life, and I still look up to his kids and his wife today. My second-grade grandma, she was my leader. I was able to uh, get to know her up till I was nine, and she passed away because she's the one that told me to be the doctor that I am and never to stop stop doubting myself. Still like, yeah, she believed in me. She, she just told me. Baby, if you want to be a doctor, do it and don't doubt it. Put God first and you got this, my baby. I guess I really admire my dad. He has always shown positive commitment and always been such a positive light in my life. And so I feel like he's always been a really great leader. Uh, I was blessed growing up to have a, a large family, a lot of familial influence. Um, we have a family business, a construction company. So, uh, my dad, my grandfather, my, my aunts and uncles, they were all big leaders, uh, role models for me growing up. So uh, those are, are leaders that I admire and aspire to be like. Uh, their drive, their work ethic, uh, their willingness to give back to the community. Uh, we're from a, a smaller community in Altoona of uh, you know, 30, 40,000. So uh, everybody kind of knows everybody. It's, it's big, but it's small at the same time. So, uh, you know, they, they've had put an emphasis and made an effort to give back and it's just something growing up that I always admired of them. Um, another leader to me, uh, as you can see on my shirt says sheets fellows program. Um, if you're from the Northeast, you've probably heard of sheets gas stations. Um, Steve sheets, the founder of sheets, uh, gas stations, um, endowed a, uh, a pr- uh, some, some money to, uh, found a program at Penn state Altoona and it's a leadership and entrepreneurship program. It's called the sheets fellows. And so I've gotten to work closely with Steve and, and he's a big, uh, mentor and role model to me as well. My only and oldest sister, uh, her name was Anisha Morgan, because at the age of 23, she uh, was forced to take care of me, but she still, you know, like, did everything that a mother and a father was supposed to do. So, like, I give my life to her. Like, if she wants money, she can have it. Anything I, I can do for her, I can do, I would do it. So, yeah. I have to say Elon Musk, in the sense, he seen something he felt like he wanted to change in Twitter. And Nobody would have thought before he actually did it. Like everybody was like, "It's crazy. This man's by, not about to buy Twitter, or he's not going to do all the crazy things he's already doing." And all of that just pushes me. And every, oh, I think about it all the time. I'm like, if this man could just wake up and do all this stuff that he needed to do to do what he like, what he seen and wanted to change it, even though nobody was thinking about it like that. Nobody was thinking about, oh, we should move to Mars because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I think about, and I'm like. Well, nobody's really thinking about that, so I will never catch traction. I might as well try to do it because if he can do it, and I would have thought nobody was behind that, it just gives me the encouragement in my mind to go for things that I wouldn't think that would catch traction, if that makes sense. I would say one leader that I admire to is Martin Luther King Jr. So I was born in 2000, 2000 maybe, as we call it. And from that moment on, there's been things going on with the promotion of blacks and whites, the segregation, all that stuff. And so when I learned about Martin Luther King Jr. around elementary high school, 
it really awakened my um, roots because I'm half Puerto Rican, half African American, I'm mixed, Afro Latino, whatever you want to call it. And he, again, he awakened my my roots and say that we're more than just a color, we're more than just superiority or poverty, we're more than just the wealth and the rich and the poor and everything. At the end of the day, no matter where you come from, we all still human beings. So he was just a big inspiration. He, again, did a lot of movement, a lot of action. And again, action speak louder than words. So I praise him. And again, I just look to myself. I look to my family and dear friends. And they help remind me to believe in myself that I can do better and be better Maybe like Martin Luther King Jr. or again, better. I would probably say our advisor. His name is Brian Atkins. But our advisor is very like lenient and relaxed. But like when we need him, he's always there. So it's not like, you know, an official leader or whatever, or like someone in that kind of spot. But, you know, for me, it's always been my older brother because he's always, you know, got his stuff together. He's very educated on topics and always willing to share you know his knowledge and his perspectives on things and you know if I'm ever being a little too wild he's always like you gotta get in check what is your dream as a leader dream of mine uh well I mentioned that I'm from a small community and uh it's my dream to stay local actually and I have I feel a deep sense of connection to my my community Altoona Pennsylvania so I don't see myself leaving uh, but I want to affect positive change uh, in and within the community, uh, whether it be through business or social work, um, you know, just in any way I can. Uh, it's my dream to, uh, you know, continue to serve my community. My dream is to be a businessman with an integrity-based company. One of my dreams as a leader is to help really kids that are in need, that are not, you know, really fixed, like in the middle of social class. So I would like help them you know, like schools or jobs, because growing up, finding a, high, finding a high school was hard. Luckily, I was able to get into a good high school, and it was hard for me to find my first job when I first turned 16. So that would be the one thing I would help you know, if I was become a leader. I think one of my biggest dreams as a leader is to just have impacted somebody's life enough to be like, when they're struggling, to be like, oh, I remember when I met Gia, and she she like does this, so that inspired me to do this, or to just always like, I don't know, just leave an impact on somebody. A big dream that might be a little like fantasy right now, but I feel like in my lifetime, it'll be a reality. So I'm trying to work toward building myself up to have the skills as an engineer and someone who's like capable with my hands and working so that when he does finally get us to Mars, I want to be one of those engineers who works there to help fix or just maintain a base and things like that. To be honest, I'm a huge fan of just leading in like a very passive and natural way. I don't want to be in a position where my title is a leader or like a manager. You know what I mean? But I would love to be behind the scenes just working as like, I can say a grunt or like a ground level worker, but influencing things in a way that shifts my corporation or my organization. Over the summer, I worked at a summer camp in the Poconos. It's called Camp Mincy. And when I work there, like I'm not high up. And just based off like my leadership style, I'm very lax and stuff. So I think people kind of take me for granted. But I think if there's anybody that kind of shifts the culture or shifted the culture of that camp, it would be me just because of how I've been able to like 
lead younger staff members and as they grown up like i've seen like like my sort of attributes within them just like the way they carry themselves and stuff so that's been like a very rewarding thing and that's just what i mean by leadership be a leader i guess (laughs) to be someone that you know people can kind of you know respect and see that oh i can always come to them for advice and someone that if i ever mess up you it wouldn't hurt you to like call me out on it and help me further myself And, you know, I would just love to be in a position where I can help people get to where they need to be. My dream as a leader is that I want to be remembered, not because of my words, but because of the actions I took, the process I took to get to point A to point B. So that even though you may not know who I am, my face, my appearance or whatever, but at least I left a mark. And to me, that's saying, I did something. In case anybody say, oh, what did you do? I did this. I left a mark. What did you do? So my dream is to just leave a mark, to not be silent, to not feel alone, to bring comfort to not just myself, but to others like myself, and to re-educate themselves so that they can help others, support others, and be that support group. And to accomplish many, many things so that they themselves can create a dream of their own and become future student leaders. Thank you all again. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. You can find the names of all our students and their schools along with the transcript in our show notes as usual. If you were interviewed and you didn't hear your name, we are so sorry we tried to get to everyone. But sometimes that's just the way it goes. The Leadership School Podcast is executive produced by me, Kyla Kofer, assistant producer, Elena Hewlett, and edited by Neil Ponji.